Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello once again, my people, my people. Welcome back to another amazing show. Uh, today we have another great and fabulous, wonderful guest here today. Uh, today here we're going to be talking with a licensed, experienced, retired psychiatric social worker. Uh, she... Uh, herself was married to a person that was diagnosed with having a uh, narcissistic personality disorder uh, and for the past 15 years she has become aware of this de devastating impact of um, living with someone um, with a mental illness uh, she's going to be uh, breaking this down for us and tell us about this illness and how insidious it is and how serious it is and um, and telling us all about how we can you know be more aware and less ignorant and and more uh, open and clear and open our eyes to what's going on. So today we're going to be talking with the author, the, the wonderful and great author, Marie Sakaitis. Uh, Sakaitis, right. Hi, Miss Sakaitis. How are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. And you? I'm doing great. So tell us all about your transformation journey from where you started to where you are now to, uh, to open us up to what we're going to be talking about today. Okay, I, I see an awful lot of destruction being caused by an illness called narcissistic personality disorder. And I had a very intimate involvement with someone with that illness, um, my husband. And I also have had training as a psychiatric social worker. And it took me good 10 years or more to even recognize that that's what I was dealing with. Um, and I didn't have the vocabulary. I had been practicing social work, but more in the area of adoption, not mental illness. And um, it concerned me that I, I'm a good psychiatric social worker, and I didn't recognize it for far too long before damage had been committed. So um, I wanted to put together a book that would give people an understanding of the origins of the illness, the vocabulary to be able to think about it and talk about it, and the encouragement to find support if they find themselves in the situation. Right. So, so uh, tell us, you know, a, a little bit, you know, about, you know, just when you know you were you know um when you discovered that you know you were in fact married uh to someone uh, with this disorder you know right. you you were licensed uh, already you know um when you were married am, am i correct correct and so you know having been licensed uh, uh was it uh, unclear that you know you you had this recognition uh, that this person was diagnosed? It wasn't so much unclear as it was the combination of his personality and illness 
and my personality. And the book gives a description of people who are, we call them targets of people with narcissistic personality. And I am absolutely the epitome of, of a target. Right. Um, I like to please people. I, um, I have reasonable self-esteem, but not high. I was never very ambitious to, to do a lot of things other people. And that's exactly the kind of person a narcissistic personality disorder would look for. It complements his need to be the supreme being in the relationship. But I took too long, and I kept making excuses, and I do that for people, and I don't apologize for that. I think it's a nice quality. But I kept saying, oh, I guess he's tired. Oh, I guess he's, you know, upset about something at work, or I guess I said it at the wrong time, um, and didn't realize what I was dealing with. And 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 then once once you you know um, once it came to the surface uh, to your consciousness that you know that like you know you you had became you know uh, the prey A target for yeah, him yeah, yeah the prey you know uh, of right. this you know um, of this predator you know um, you know and and then having been working in the profession so long you know. Uh, I mean, that, it must have been pretty devastating for you, you know? It was for a while, but then I, I have, uh, my nickname is Pollyanna. I always think everything is going to be wonderful. And so instead of wallowing in self-pity or, you know, whatever, I decided to make something good come from it, and I wrote this book. Yeah, it, you know, many people can't do that. It's, it's pretty hard to do, you know, they're pretty hard to turn it around that way and, you know, and... Uh, give yourself some compassion, you know, um, in light of a, you know, what what seems to be a, a bad situation, you know, um, and help others, you know, at, at the same time, you know, we, you know, uh, oftentimes we can't give ourselves some compassion, and, and then at the same time help help others um, from from a rough patch like that. Uh, but on another note, um, there's there's you know it's reported that like fewer fewer than two hundred thousand people. Uh, you know, 200,000 cases are, like, reported. You know, how how is that possible? I am having <coughs> a hard time with the American psych. I, I have no idea. I mean, unless all of those 200,000 <laughs> have come into my life, the number is way off. Yeah, it, um, it really seems. And I think be. we're seeing it publicly displayed. I mean, it's not only the president of the United States, but it's a lot of people associated with him. And he gathers those people around him. So I think there are 200,000 living in Washington, D.C. alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, um, I, I was a wife. I was loyal to my husband. I did not want to. And I made a very serious mistake. I kept protecting him instead of protecting me, which is right. the nature of my being. And um, I think his children and our child have paid an enormously heavy price for me doing that. And I, I thought if I could prevent it from happening again with even 10 or 20 people, it was a valuable tool. 
Yes. So so even with 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 the the low reporting, you know, it, is this you know uh, sort of like you know a, a thing like if you don't go to the doctor, you know, uh, then it's not going to be reported type of deal going on. Yes, I think there are a lot of factors. I mean, a lot of people just don't recognize it and think, you know, it's their fault or they didn't do it right. Um, A lot of people don't have the vocabulary to report it. They don't even know that it's something that should be reported. Um, I mean, again, I'm a trained, experienced psychiatric social worker, and I had him arrested six times for assault. Why did I let that happen? because I didn't have the vocabulary to put a name on it and do something about it. So in a sense, this this could be an issue with the criminal justice system as well. You know, uh, it would be kind of fair to say that, you know, um, a lot of a lot of uh, individuals that's going to the criminal system, uh, criminal justice system could be, you know, should be properly screened uh, for this person, uh, for this disorder as that's well. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yes, they should. And. Again, I don't think that the law enforcement people have the vocabulary either or the awareness. Right, right. Um, I, I, I've given a copy of the book to every law enforcement agency in my area, hoping some of them will read it and some of this will be addressed more, more efficiently and effectively. Yeah, you know... Although you know there's this 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 whole uh, you know, charge to go for uh, mental health, um, this is one of the most grandiose uh, high ends of the uh, the spectrum of mental health. Um, yes, it is because it's so destructive. Yes, yes. and um, making excuses for people is often a nice trait, but in this situation, it's really not good it's really not good and the other thing is if you could get some support it would help but people are embarrassed to say that their spouse is doing this or doing that they you know they're protective and they're loyal to their spouse and and that's a nice quality but in this case it's it's not helpful at all yeah. So, so what? What are what are some of the the, the symptoms? Um, you know, because I, I, I know, oh, yeah, because <laughs> the book I, I, has a huge list of them, and it it's the the American Psych Association list. It's forty. There are forty symptoms. Oh wow! But one of the yeah yeah, but one of and and not everybody has it to a very serious well, level. Well, you can just, there are various levels. Well, we can just it. give some of the, some of the common ones. You know, um, yeah, I know lying. Wow. Yeah. And we've seen that in public very mm-hmm. often for the past three years. Mm-hmm. And the, the theory at this point, it's somewhat proven but not finally, is that a person with NPD has had some very, very serious, painful wound as a young person. And they feel very vulnerable and brittle and fragile. And they can't tolerate that. So what they do is they convert the reality they observe into a reality that they can tolerate. Right. And that becomes real for them. And then they begin to require that the people around them accept that reality. 
So, so a whole reversal of like, you know, um, you know, bringing you into their reality almost. Well, one of the very simple and early signs um, was claiming that Trump's inauguration crowd was bigger than any other. So the, the whole, were, whole Grandowski, uh, a whole Grandowski thing. So. But he had to believe that in order to survive, he had to believe that he was the biggest and the best and the um, impervious being. And he would, they would show pictures of Obama's inaugural crowd and his, and there was no comparison. Right. Obama's was far bigger. But he kept saying, mine was the biggest, mine was the biggest, and requiring the people around him to accept that. And it distorts reality so much, or disorders reality so much, that it results in chaos and confusion and hurt. Hmm. Wow. So, so ultimately, you know, this, you know, this, uh, and, you know, uh, this whole uh, bigger than, you know, bigger than what it, what it appears to be, um, uh, uh, which is, you know, one of their, uh, the, the symptoms, the, the whole grandiosity, right. you know, um, you know, it, that's, that's a whole cover up to, to mask what's really buried within, you know, um, it, it sounds like. It, it, it's, as I said, it results in such confusion. I mean, I, I remember my oldest stepson bought a boa constrictor and had it in his room and we didn't know it. And I went to put laundry away and saw the thing and I just slammed the door and called the police and said, get this out of here. And it was a 40-pound boa constrictor. Right. And I found the receipt for it from the pet store on my son's bureau and I had that and I had the police report from them coming in and finding it and disposing of it. And when I showed them to my husband that night, he said, why are you always lying about him? That never happened. Wow. Well, I knew it had happened, and it was serious. I had a toddler daughter in the house who could have been killed by that. So could I have. And yet it turned out that I was the liar. Wow. You know, that's, that's very... Yeah, it, it you know it really makes you you know um, it, it is very hurtful you know um, when when you you know when you cause to you know be put the blame when the blame is put on hurtful, you. It was hurtful, but you know, more than that, it was frightening. Yeah, it is. It's very frightening. You know. Well, that's another symptom of uh, right, and it's another symptom of NPD. They will find a scapegoat. So whenever the, it, it appears that they might have made a mistake or said the wrong thing, they have somebody to blame, and I was the scapegoat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, as I was uh, telling you, you know, I, I definitely, you know, I can definitely resonate with, you know, some of this, you know. Um, you know, uh, they, they they say that, you know, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's reported that it's found more commonly in man. Um, you know, but I, I definitely have come across, um, you know, some women, uh, that, you know, that share in this, you know, but, you know, but 
But why why do yeah, they do they report that? There's not enough research yet. I mean, yeah. at this point, it seems to be more common in males than females, but that's mm -hmm. based on loose observation, not on research. Okay, because um, because what what they you know what what research says is that you know okay, you know um, women may not suffer from NPD and may be more borderline. You know, then, right, and yeah. and there are there are various levels. I mean, the, right now the formal designations are malignant narcissistic personality, serious narcissistic personality, and just narcissistic personality. And there are big differences in those levels. Okay, okay. Now, and everybody has narcissism. I mean, everyone does. That's right. what tells us to eat when we're hungry and sleep when we're tired and, you know, do things that we need to do for ourselves. And those are healthy narcissists. That's right. And and so narcissism isn't a, a, an illness. It's a fact in life. But then when you get to the personality disorder part, you get into some very serious illness. Absolutely. Uh so so uh, now now going into you know just just more of uh you the know, symptoms more of like uh just the the book uh what more of what the book covers you know um yeah i do give a, a definition of personality disorder and then narcissistic personality disorder and i you know i take that from research and I do give a list of the symptoms um, because I think if people read that and they have the names, you know, I've heard people say, boy, does he always blame me? Well, that's scapegoating. And if you have the word and you understand it, you can talk and think about it more effectively. So um, that's a large part of the group, the uh, the book. And then instead of staying with the psychiatric jargon, I gave examples, probably about 20 examples, mm -hmm. of the behaviors that I observed, so people might identify with them. And then at the end, there's also a section um, explaining what kind of people a narcissistic personality disorder will target for a relationship. And then the last part of it is how it impacts children. And how is that? You know, how how has it impacted uh, the children? Well, there are three, I have three stepchildren, one biological. My one stepson is a convicted felon. The other is an alcoholic. The other is schizophrenic. And the youngest one is detached from the entire family. It's all serious. Wow, so definitely a just you know um nothing as good has come out of these type of relationships. Well, I'm a little biased. My daughter is wonderful. And I'm going to brag for a second. She's a graduate from Columbia University with honors and she's a good human being. That's she wonderful. has a little neurotic you know, um, things left from the marriage, but she's she's the highest functioning, I'm happy to say. 
Well, that's wonderful. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. That's wonderful. Yeah, because one of these symptoms, too, is parental alienation. And the narcissistic personality disorder will separate. Okay, it's described as divisive. They separate you from each other. I mean, those children are not one bit close. I lost every friend and family member I had because he was virtually cruel to them. My sister was in chemotherapy and came to dinner and she walked behind a chair and pulled off her scarf and said, oh, you don't have to wear a scarf in here. We know you're bald. Wow. Um, and I mean, I have lists and lists of things like that. Um, I had one friend who was ethnically Polish and she had just her master's in education and it came up in the conversation. He said, you got your master's and you're Polish? Um, I don't know. It goes on and on and on. And I, I didn't have a single friend that I would invite to the house. And my, my dear, loved sister really preferred not to come. We would meet at a restaurant or a mall or something rather than come because he was cruel to people. Cruel. Now, I find it very, you know, uh, fascinating and interesting that, you know, that they can toss out a lot of criticism but they can't handle it themselves not you know. an inch of it not an iota of it i mean you see trump talking about i mean making no sense yes. and yet explaining that it was well that's the name of the book you know it was hillary's fault or obama's fault or the fake news fault I mean, he, the names he called world leaders, he's alienated us from almost every ally. Yes. So, so when it comes to some of the causes of uh, MPD, you know, um, you know one, one of the things I have looked at is, uh, you, know, uh, you know, now, does this come from some of the bad parenting or, you know, or some of the over-parenting that they have had in their childhood? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Um, now, uh, some of the causes of uh, MPD, uh, you know, is it Well, still... they don't have some anymore now. I mean, they've only begun to study it and research and collect information. But overall, it seems to be some very, very serious childhood yeah. injury. Now, that that not a physical injury, but a psychological 
Yes. Okay, like the children at the border being ripped away from their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who has a mentally ill parent who alienates them very early and doesn't parent them. Um, someone who has failed at something that was considered very important and they can't get over it. So it seems to be an early injury of some sort. So a lot, like a lot of insensitive parenting or like overly parenting or trauma, abuse. Not overly parenting. That doesn't seem to be, but not adequately parenting. Okay, okay. I mean, my husband's mother was from Eastern Europe, and she used to, when he was a toddler, she used to pack up once or twice a year and go back to her homeland, but she never told him she was leaving. Yes. Now, for a a two-year-old to all of a sudden have a mother disappear with no explanation, that's pretty frightening to a child. Yeah, that that is that's definitely wow. I mean, I can just imagine then, you know, um, the the type of therapies that these kids at the on the border is going to need. Then, you know, um, wow, you know, you, you never think about that, you know, um, you know what, you know what, you know what type of you know outcome these these children are going to you know have after. Oh, they're going to pay heavy duty, and so is society. Yeah, so is society definitely, you know. And um, I, I, I find it myself absolutely unforgivable. Um, yeah, and, you know, and just, you know, poverty-stricken kids, you know, uh, there's a lot of poverty-stricken kids in general that um, come from rough backgrounds that, that have mental illnesses that, that go left untreated, and, and you wonder why there's so much crime in poverty-stricken areas. Crime and mental illness, right? Yeah, it goes hand in hand, you know, and... Um, and there, there go your uh, rare cases of, um, you know, um, unreported uh, MPD right there. You know, so. Well, I mean, among the families at the border, I, we could never repay them for what's been done to them. I mean, there is all. no, we can't repay them and we can't heal it. It's done. Exactly. So, um that's how NPD begets itself. Is that- you have someone who, who has a complete lack of empathy, which is very obvious in Trump, and alienates people, leaving them alone with no help or support. And it reproduces itself over and over and over. I mean, all these children at the border... I can't say every one of them has NPD, but I'm sure a lot do. And they're going to reproduce that in others that they know. Yeah. It's serious. It's quite serious. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Obama also had a lot of families um, detained at the border. But he had a plan, and it was for a very short time, and he didn't separate the families. Trump just put all the kids in one cage and all the families in the others. It's vicious. It's cruel. Yeah, you you never think about, you know, um, the repercussions of um, some of the things that, right. you know, we, we, you know, we enable um, 
Other That's subdued, right. You know, so, you know, we, we got to think uh, a little bit long term, you know. Uh, but my guess is you would think about it somewhat because you have the capacity to empathize. Right. Right. He doesn't. That's another symptom. Complete lack of empathy. I used to sort of fantasize about my husband being engulfed in shrink wrap, opaque shrink shrink wrap. He couldn't reach out to someone and he couldn't help them. He he didn't have the capacity. It wasn't there. Yeah. So, so there's... I, I, I can imagine you've seen countless opportunities where he could have been, you know, a little bit more empathetic, but he was just numb. Huh? Almost daily. Wow. I mean, he, he fired that guy, um, oh, the head of the FBI. He he did it on Twitter while the guy was in California giving a seminar. Yeah. That was his lifelong commitment as a civil servant, he was very committed to the FBI and the intelligence community in general. And he just sent out a Twitter. He's fired. I mean, there's something incredible about that. And 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 Lindman, Lindman um, the one who testified at the impeachment hearings, he now wants the armed forces, the... Um, I mean, to downgrade him to an... He was an American hero. He had a purple heart. He was injured. He was in service. And he told the truth. Mm. And he wants him downgraded to the lowest level of the army. Wow. So... So is there is there a way to negotiate with like a, a a narcissist or communicate with them? There's none that's found so far. That's why I put a list in that book of are you a target of an NPD? Because once you get involved with them, there's almost no there's no resolution that's known. I hope there will be, but right now there's no medication, no talk therapy, no behavioral therapy that works. So, so the only thing we can really do is just monitor, monitor them and study them at this point. That's right. Wow, wow, that's really. And uh, defend yourself. Uh, this is. Um, you know, I, I guess this in Machiavelli, uh, what is it, Machiavellianism? Um, that's the the, the the other dark tirade. Um, um, right. Uh, uh, mental health, uh, mental mental illness. Um, yes. Th- those are two top ones. Uh, wow. Yeah, this is pretty dark. You know, so it is bad. It's really bad, and and I think if. If our society begins to be aware of it, and Trump has helped there, um, and begins to get the vocabulary and the understanding, it will help a lot of people. It won't solve the problem, but it will help a lot of people or prevent them from getting so badly hurt by it. Yeah. Uh, this this has definitely been pretty enlightening, um, you know, to a lot, a lot of... 
individuals out there you know you definitely have helped so many um we we know you have um international adoption that book is out as well um tell us a little bit about that one before we you know um, yeah i it, it was almost accidental but i founded an adoption agency in north jersey and we did international adoption and placed over 2,000 children from third world countries and that was my redemption the joy of doing that balanced out what was going on at home with my husband and it put me in touch with normalcy again and decency and um, I the name of the book is my gift my joy my privilege and it was just that it was a gift to me, a joy to do, and a privilege to have been allowed to do it. Yeah, I, I think that is like the best way to to definitely, you know, find flow again. You know, um, there's this thing called flow where, you know, in the midst of chaos, you have to add in some, some something that can give you routine and, and balance. Normalcy. I remember yeah, normalcy. days yeah. where I... I was walking around the house saying, I need normalcy, I need normalcy, I need normalcy. And he had alienated all the neighbors, all the friends, all of our families. I remember one day, um, he said something about his mother had done something he didn't like. I, I don't remember what it was. And... I said, well, why don't you talk to her about it? And he said, no, 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 I don't want her to go away. I, I need her to babysit sometimes. And I thought, my God, all he thought of was his need to have a babysitter on call. He never thought about how it would help their relationship or her or anything if they talked it out. And in 22 years of marriage to him, I remember not one single incident where we could negotiate anything. He had to be right. He had to be. No matter how much he had to distort reality, he had to come out right. Yeah, that's that's totally terrible, you know, and, you know, but it, it's, it's definitely great that, you know, you were able to, you know, raise your level of consciousness and, you know, find your way out of that and you know, and definitely, I I will be honest with you. I I'm rather proud of the fact that I found a way to do that. Um, you know, I'm not rigid. I didn't have to do it one way or the other way. I I looked for a way, and it, it, ridiculous though it sounds, it came through going to a neighborhood Tupperware party, thinking I might meet some neighbors. And I met a woman who had just come back from South America having adopted her daughter, and we got to know each other, and the agency came from that. So I I don't know if that's divine inspiration or karma. I don't know what it is, but it saved my sanity. It it really did. And in fact, it didn't save my sanity. It saved some of it. I have PTSD. It's pretty fair to say that you you, you did experience some uh, an ounce of, of PTSD as 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 well. You know, uh, you, you do get emotional marks and bruises uh, from uh, such an experience, and you know, uh, there there's definitely a bit of that 
but with with all of that, you know, there's definitely, you know, the beginning roads of a recovery uh, and your life was ultimately saved uh, and, and redeemed. That's right. And redeemed. And, That's uh, right. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, um, you were able to be very compassionate to yourself um, to begin the healing process uh, with with the start of that program as well as um, you know, with writing this book uh, to begin to help others um, find their way um, it, with with the darkness that they are maybe experiencing, and just begin to recognize right. and take the blinders off their eyes. So the first orphanage I went into in Romania, there were about eighty six children, if I can remember correctly, and they were in cages like you used to housebreak a dog stacked three and four high. They were urinating and defecating down on top of each other. And they were making noises like no human I've ever heard. And I remember being completely stunned at first. And then finally I said, no, this is what I have to do for the rest of my life. And I loved it. I I, I did it for 27 years. And there were two days where I said, I don't feel like going to work today. Wow. Remarkable. Remarkable. You know, this is really, you know, um, just, you know, very, very, you know, relieving to have such a conversation like this. You know, um, just a breath of air to have somebody like you on board, you know, here today. Uh, you know, would, you, would you do us a favor and just tell us where we can find both of the books uh, once again and just... Um, I'm sorry, tell you again what? Uh, tell, us, tell us once again where we can find all of the books. I'm sorry, I'm not understanding. Tell us again the what? Uh, where we can find uh, the books. Oh, where you can find the book. Well, they're both on Amazon. And, um, and give and us, and give us right the titles. Now, the first one is Red Flags Matter. Mm-hmm. I was his crooked Hillary, weak Obama, and fake news. And the second one is my gift, my joy, my privilege. Okay, and and just by the title, you guys, um, you know, you you know, it's not entirely about politics either, you know, which is uh, no, no, it's not about. I use Donald Trump as a a way of demonstrating to people some of the symptoms, but it's not a political book. It's more a mental health book. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, um really appreciate you here today. Is there any other final words you want to you want to offer us uh, before you before you let you go? I'm sorry, is there anything else what? Any any other final words you want to offer before you go? Buy the books. One is a joy and a thrill and it'll balance out the sadness of the other one. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, Thank you once again, Miss uh, Miss Marie Shikaitis. Shikaitis, right? Shikaitis, Miss Marie Shikaitis. Uh, so that's yes. who, uh, that's who we just had on, ladies and gentlemen. Miss Marie Shikaitis. Uh, she's the author, and uh, we do appreciate her f- for ha- uh, for being with us today and sharing her story. Oh, I appreciate that you're doing this. I see it as a public service. Oh. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you are definitely the gift to us. And uh, you are 
definitely doing a great service to us all. Uh, so I hope so. Uh, so uh, we will do our best to uh, support us. Uh, and once again, uh, those who are listening, uh, do share this episode with family, friends, and even your frenemies. So your frenemies can become your friends. So we want your frenemies That's to become right. your friends. So uh, once they hear this episode, they will appreciate you so much more. Uh, so share it over and over and over again on social media. Um, play back this uh, run for episode on any podcast app. Uh, and until next time, I'm your host, Marcus Hart. This is the Transform You Live show. Until next time, many blessings, peace, and lots of love. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.